0: You're listening to the Ready to Go podcast, where we equip Christians to engage culture with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, it's great to have you with us again on the Ready to Go podcast. I'm John Christensen, again joined by evangelist Jeff Framke. Today, we're going to continue our short series on common worldviews. Today, we're going to be talking about atheism. Now, I think many people, including myself, find atheists uh, somewhat difficult to talk to and engage. But Jeff, I know you actually really enjoy talking to atheists and individuals of this particular worldview. How do you approach atheists, and kind of what what direction do you take?
1: Yeah, I do. I really do enjoy engaging with atheists, and I don't know why that is. I call me weird, but uh, it's it's something I enjoy. You know, I again we we go through the questions because we need to understand where they're coming from.
0: Would you share those questions kind of again, Jeff, just, sure. just briefly? Yeah, first just first question
1: up. we ask is, um, hey, uh, how do you classify yourself? Um, you're a spiritual person, religious, atheist, agnostic. Where are you in that spectrum? Second question is, uh, who do you say, in your words, Jesus Christ is? Third question is, do you believe in an afterlife? And the fourth and final question is based on how they answered the third question, um, so if, an, if the atheist says, no, I mean, this is it, I'll ask the fourth question will be, how do you know that's true? Like on a scale of zero to 100%, where are you? Are you 100% sure or are you 50% sure? You know, something like that. Now, if they are anywhere close to that 100, you know, and here's the, here's the deal about atheism is – it's actually philosophically impossible to be an atheist and the reason for that is because they would have to have infinite knowledge to proclaim that there is no god and it's like saying there's no gold in the state of minnesota well you would have to dig up every square inch you know of land in minnesota to to support that claim. So that's the first thing I think is helpful. And so oftentimes I'll say, you know, where are you? Are you are you sure, are you 100% sure there's no God? And more than likely, they will start moving off that hill because they really haven't really thought about it. And so I can get them to slide towards the agnostic side, typically. Um, not all the time. Now, if they're if they're really hard, it's going to be a tough conversation because no matter what you know you bring at them. But we'll, you know we certainly try. And John, I like using the uh, simple analogy because I don't want to spend too much time in science. Though you know, bring it on. We can we can do that. But um, I'll throw out a, a quick analogy like: as a building depicts a builder, a painting depicts a painter. You see design in both those things. You know, building building didn't just make itself, nor did a painting just paint itself. You see design, and you know there was a painter and a builder. Same with creation, which is infinitely more complex than a building or a painting. So by creation,
0: it screams creator. Where have you seen atheists go? Obviously, they're probably kind of a tough nuts to crack. Like, and you, you go out street evangelizing, and we're— trying to help people who street evangelize and trying to help people who know atheists in their work who have family members uh you know what what have you seen as far as like the progression that you kind of hope for and obviously we're praying that they come to christ ultimately but like what's kind of the first step that you're just trying to get them to and what, what have you really seen when you converse with atheists as far as where you kind of get to move them to and usually they don't go a lot further
1: they go right to science that's what their, their faith is. Because I, I actually phrased that question, you know, what are you putting your faith in that there's no afterlife? I like, I specifically use faith with an atheist because it is. It's a faith. Um, so they go right to science. And, you know, that opens up the door for me because I'll look at them and say, you know, I'm a Christian. I believe in science as well. Does that strike you as like an oxymoron? And that might... It might, depending on the person, but then we'll go into science. So, you know, we'll talk about, you know, how, how it all started, how this incredibly complex, huge universe, that's still expanding, came to be, because when you start using science, um, like physics and specifically the second law of thermodynamics, which says that all matter and energy is in a state of entropy, which means it's breaking down, which says that the universe is not eternal. It had to have a start. Well, now the atheist has no answer to how it started, how all that stuff got there, right? They'll, they'll, uh, you know, uh, they'll talk about the big bang, but I'll say, well, how did it get there? How did all that material, when we know that science says it's not eternal, get there? They have no answer to that, none. And but we do, you know, we have a worldview. So I'll I'll try to say, can I can I share a rational, logical worldview that answers that question? And for the most part, you know, they'll they'll say, okay. And I'll say, you, in order to start something, something has to be outside of time and space. Otherwise, it's subject to entropy. But if it's outside of time and space, it's not subject to those laws. And an eternal entity can start something. Well, the Bible describes God in, in those exact words, eternal, all-powerful. And we read the, the Genesis account, of he spoke the universe into existence.
0: And you'll really just take atheists through that.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Well, and it, it I think it comes with using what they what they proclaim they believe in and how they got um, to that worldview and you start breaking it down. And all of a sudden they see the holes and they have no answers. And you know, oftentimes they'll say, well, we don't know yet. It's like, you're never gonna find out because the laws of physics
0: are working against you. Another way I've heard this is that there had to be a an uncaused first cause. Yes. That that somewhere along the line there had to be, like you're talking about, a cause that was not bound to the laws of physics. Right. And that's that's what God is. Yep. And that's one thing I, I explained too, Jeff, is you know, you you talk about a big bang, well, Genesis talks about God speaking out, breathing out light. That was probably a pretty violent event. Like, uh, that's what the Bible, in a sense, to talked about God creating everything. Yeah. It's that first cause that, that was uncaused, and I think that's a great place to, to take them. And when you think about it, John,
1: too, what, what, here's what's on our side. Science is on our side. Logic is on our side. Ration, Rationality is on our side. We have explanations for this, that are logical, that are rational, you just might not believe it.
0: I want to ask you too, Jeff. Do you ever go the ro- route of um, the moral argument? Kind of like, if you're an atheist, you have no basis for morality. Yeah, um, I, you know,
1: I, I know it. Um, uh, I haven't gone there because you know, I, I don't consider myself. I don't know it well enough to do it. Could I learn it? Yes, but what I'd like to do. Is I do like to move these conversations to the moral issues because, you know, it's not an intellectual issue. People by nature do not want to be accountable to a God. So it's not an intellectual thing, it's a moral thing, it's a heart issue. So my goal is to, as quickly as possible, answering their questions respectfully is to then shift gears to the gospel where they can hear it maybe for the first time of the state that they're in, that we're all in, you know, guilty sinners, guilty before God, um, condemned by God because he's good. He's going to punish evil. um, And we're evil in God's sights. But this loving God, I mean, what what he did for us I want to get that, I want them to know that. That's, that's really the, the end goal to any conversation I have, is to share the gospel. And how do you transition to that, Jeff? Uh, I use my story. Um, it's like, you know, I was, I was like you. I had my faith in in science. I actually made up a God that didn't exist, but existed in, in my mind and it worked for me. But with me, it was a moral issue. You know, it was, that's why I didn't want to follow. I didn't want to be accountable to a God. And I, I, I can relate to where you are. So here's what I found. Here's what really struck me with, um, and I'm not talking religions. I'm talking about Christianity and that relationship that can happen. So here's, here's, what, here's how that
0: developed for me. And that way you can you know, start sharing the gospel. That's great, Jeff. And so our challenge for you this week is that you would reach out to your atheists and agnostic friends and maybe try to engage them in a, in a deeper conversation. You could start with something like, how, how did you come to the conclusion that there is no God? Or how did you choose to not believe in the existence of God? And you can, you can just go from there and see where the conversation leads, and hopefully you'll ultimately be able to share your testimony and the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, in the next couple weeks, we're going to be talking about a couple different worldviews, what, what I call the, the door knockers the Mormons and Jehovah's Witnesses, and so two religions that that claim the name of Christ but are very different at their core from Christianity. So what do we do when they come to our door, or when we meet them at work, or we have a neighbor that ascribes to one of these two worldviews? And so we'll be talking about this in upcoming weeks, and I hope you'll join us. But until then, keep sharing Jesus. Let's go.